da 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 welcome, welcome to, to our 50th, 50th podcast. podcast we should have had little horns and stuff <laughs> boop 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 i'm linda strochade from the mercury academy and i'm sandy from gemological esoterica and, and we, we are, are two dozy broads the golden podcast style yep and yes, this is our 50th podcast. If this were a wedding anniversary, it would be our golden one. And people would be giving us gold candles and gold, gold plates gold and plates and things that said 50 on it. Dear listeners, feel free to shower us with gold if you really if you're really of that uh, or even if mind. you're not really of that ilk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. We're not too proud. We'll take silver. That's right. Or at least please do not send too many raspberries our way. <laughs> We, we really didn't think we'd ever were going to make 50. No, we, no didn't. we didn't. But anyway, uh-huh. I wanted to give everyone a few statistics. In 50 episodes, Linda has been on 48 of them, which means I've done all 50. Oh, my God. Uh, Don has produced 49 of them. I had to fill in once when he was at a car show, and it's yeah. a wonder that you even got the chance to hear it. <laughs> uh, we've had one semi-regular guest, Zoltar. Yeah, very good. And I didn't, I didn't bring Zoltar today, so we, um, we don't get to ha- hear from him today. We've had two regular podcasting dogs, Micah the Mike Dog, who passed in 2020 due to old age, and now we have Blaze the Beautiful. And if you remember and listen from the beginning, mm-hmm. Micah used to speak in almost every podcast. She had something to say. Always. 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 Yeah. We have uh, a semi-resident bird, Hugo, who comes and goes seasonally. Yes, he does. And the only people who've ever seen him are the people that sit with us. Exactly. Gary has sat in on almost all the podcasts mm-hmm. and hasn't said a word. We would let him if he really wanted to, <laughs> really even if he doesn't. We, we'd let him talk. <laughs> and Don, our producer, has spoken a few times. Let's see if we can get him to say something today. Oh, say nice. hello, Don. Hold on. There <laughs> we go. And we waited for this. <laughs> that's right. And lastly, our greatest amount of listeners in one week has actually been 100. 100 human people? So that's not too shabby. That's yeah. not too shabby. It took almost two years to get this podcast started. So many things we had to learn. The biggest one was that once we started, we had to be consistent. Oh, yeah. Some months that has been very, very difficult. Oh, definitely. You've been in the hospital. I've been in the hospital. We've had... COVID to, to deal with for, for a while, we were actually doing it, we were doing it over the iPhones. Yeah. You had, we weren't even, you didn't have, you just were talking in the iPhone. I had the microphone sitting by mine. And, exactly. And oh, that, wow. those, those are the worst few months. And of course we had Don to figure out our production and I had to figure out how to get the podcast out there for people to listen to. My God. You don't get to be one of the top metaphysical podcasts in the world without making cause. You don't. You have to do your due diligence. Yep. If all this sounds like we're tooting our own horn, it's because we are. So now a word from you. A word from me. I'm going to talk about adequacy in our family and why the thought of us tooting our own horn is... Yes very anathema to us yes because the way we grew up all of us and it doesn't matter what your religious base is is don't expect anything more than adequacy if you do something well if you came up with a cure for cancer or something like that say well that was adequate 
But what about this? What about that? There, there never was a standalone moment of hooray you because you'd get a swelled head. Adequacy was a huge concept in our growing yes, up. Yes, it was. It was supposed to keep us from, from getting heads full of our, our, our adequacy, <laughs> our grandeur. Adequate heads. Adequate heads. It was so important to not brag. It was more important to not be a bragging person than it was to be a, uh, a confident and, and balanced and mentally stable but, person. But part of that was the, the different parts of the family. There were the, oh, yeah. the aunts and the uncles and some of the cousins. We had one particular family that mm-hmm. they were so below, below, below standard of adequate. Below par. Below par. That, but their mother, who was our aunt, Yes. She believed that her family, they could be well above adequate in her eyes. Mm -hmm. But the rest of the family understood how inadequate that family was. And And so they they kind of uh, brought... They damped all of us down. Well, yeah, it's sort of like, here's your candle. Your candle is is very tall, so we're going to knock something off your candle. It's it's kind of like creeping socialism. Yes. You know, you, you... you're really good at doing this and you make someone else feel bad because they can't do it as well. Instead of how they look at people now yeah. and they, everybody has something they're good at. It yep. doesn't matter what, what's going on in your life. You got something you're good at. And they, and they applaud that. Adequacy was the best we could hope for. And I don't think that was quite what our parents meant us to, to, no. to grab onto, but we were kids and kids are smart. And that's what we grabbed onto. I'm proud of the young now who take compliments well without shuddering and hiding behind the, the fig leaf of adequacy. <laughs> uh, now, then you have the, the other people who figure if they talk about it, they've done it, and then they start taking bows. But it was a tough thing to overcome. because, And I think it, it, it crosses all, all boundaries of religion and other things because there are there are parents who say you don't want to put your head up too high or someone will knock it off i remember hearing that as a kid the 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 nail that's taller gets hit by the hammer first there you go and we when you're when you're whatever it is you're good at you love doing it Mm -hmm. and while you're doing it you're also thinking I'm going to get hit with the hammer first. Do I love this enough to do that? So I guess I bring it up now because we're in a world where people are very confused and are going, in some respects, back to old ideas. Mm. Maybe we bring this up to talk about this as an old idea whose time has come and gone and like the Hindenburg crashed and burned outside of Lakehurst, New Jersey. It was slightly under adequate. It was under adequate. And so for everyone out there, whatever you're doing, you do the best you can. Mm -hmm. And as soon as someone pays you a compliment, I've said this to clients for years, dig your fingernails into your palms and just say thank Mm -hmm. you. Don't say thank you, but. Mm-hmm. Thank you, but uh, any any average slug on a sidewalk could have done just as well, mm-hmm. or whatever it is, because that 
that's something that they don't need now. So on the one hand, they don't need that. Mm -hmm. On the other hand, they don't need, well, I talked about it, therefore I get all of the points for having done it. Mm -hmm. In our previous podcast, we talked about with the esoteric, mm-hmm. how you do your homework first. Right. And so we, this is a carry-on of this, is that adequacy is a bar that is set pretty low. <laughs> and so you aim higher and you do that with your work, mm-hmm. whatever your work is. Right. And I, I think that uh, going forward for most people if if we just do the best we can even though the world looks like it's in a pretty complicated mess mm-hmm. most things will sort themselves out fairly well i always remember my father taught me how to use a micrometer that that c-shaped micrometer thing don knows what i'm talking about it's a so machine what's a micrometer it's a caliper it's yeah. just a go ahead just a metal caliper with arms for figuring out small large or small distances oh, between something oh, I've seen one of how those. big something is oh yeah and my father taught me how to use it when i was a kid and i caught on to it right away mm-hmm. and he never said a word to me that i was good bad and different mm-hmm. adequate whatever mm-hmm. but he told my mother that i was pretty smart for a girl and my Back mother then, that was... and my mother who never used to pass on relay compliments i was probably 10 or 11 at the mm-hmm. time my mother passed on your father said that you were very smart that some of the people he's worked with can't figure out how to use a micrometer uh-huh. but you figured it out right away and he he thinks you're very smart for a girl and i kind of looked at her and she said i want you to know that and that was about one of the few compliments I ever got. Well, good good for her. But it was so funny. But, yeah. So look up micrometer, people. It's uh, Is it a machinist micrometer, Don? What kind is it? That, yeah. the, it's a machinist micrometer. Look up machinist micrometer. We give you homework. We give you homework. So if you're interested in what I learned how to read when I was about well, 10 that, years old. That shows you, too, the importance of the parent or whoever the adults in your world. Yes, yes. That when you do something well, yes. that they say, oh, you did really well at this. because We never got much of that. We never, I, I got more than you did. But then again, you're, you know, parts of your childhood came right out of <laughs> Dickens, you know. And I always feel guilty because I, you know, I grew up on the Donna Reed show or something <laughs> like that. I don't know. Leave, leave it to Linda, not leave it to Beaver. But uh, you see, my problems are all self-made, not mm. not made by Others. anybody yeah. else. Oh, funny. But uh, but no, it's the importance of having somebody in your life who's on your team. Yep, there you go. And will tell you when you could do better. Mm-hmm. I remember at, at one point in college, I got a, a I'd written a paper. And I got a C, mm. and I just about jumped off the Washington Avenue bridge because <laughs> that was always my coping skill. Ah, I'm falling apart. And I went to the teacher because I wanted to know what I was supposed to do so it would be right. And mm-hmm. he said, "You're capable of so much more than oh, this. Oh, okay. Don't don't be putting all this extra." Th- stuff in here that is useless. Don't be adequate when you can be phenomenal. Exactly. And 
that was that was huge mm-hmm. and not that I was ever very good at it whenever something went wrong mm-hmm. my, my first coping skill was ah. ah I'm wrong I did it this is terrible mm-hmm. but it, you to to know that there are people even a professor at one point who says you can do better than this I know you can that's a compliment yes it is and that's that's why if you're a if you're a parent or an auntie or an uncle or even you have young around, mm-hmm. I don't care what it is. Find something where you can tell them you did good at mm-hmm. that, yep. because that will help them raise the bar on all the things. But that be they're... honest about it. Oh, so no. many so many of the parents nowadays, mm-hmm. everything is oh, yeah. it's good. It's good. First place. First place. Mm-hmm. It, but be honest about what they did right. Kids are little lie detectors. Yes. Even even the most delusional child yes. knows when you're uh, telling them it's raining. That's right. They they know when you're telling them a falsehood. That's right. That's so. right. Yep. So, well, there we we've actually have something to talk about for our 50th podcast. We did. We, so, we, we talked about adequacy. Adequacy. The importance to aim higher. That's right. And when I was giving statistics, I forgot to do this one. We actually tried merch. We had yes, we had we, we had two Dozy Broads t-shirts. Yes, we did. And they didn't go anywhere, but we did try and that was our one shot. Might as well had a picture of the Lusitania on there. That's right. Look that up too. Actually, that one might have gone. But <laughs> so there were six of them total, and and we we, we managed we managed to get six people to take them. More yeah, or less we, is what we, it was. There won't. I actually I actually wore mine to the store the other day. Good for you. I wore mine to the store the other day. So well, there. Well, that's what you have to do when when you get older. Yes. It is our job to embarrass young. Well, that's like this. In, in quiet and dignified ways. I, I gave uh, some of your your young Kraken knitted octopus hats for Christmas. Oh, God. And I had gotten three of them, and there were three literally octopus hats with yeah, big eyes on top and the whole works. And, uh, and two of the girls got them, and I saved one. Uh-huh. And so when it was this last cold streak two, three weeks ago, I actually wore it, and I was wearing it into the store. Uh-huh. And I decided I'm 65 years old. For God's sake, I can wear a Kraken hat into the into the store, yeah, and that's what I did, and I was having more fun with it. Don't you hear when you do that your mother's voice in the back? Oh yeah, I I'll wear something that my mother would say, "Oh, why are you doing that?" Yeah, she, oh yeah. She just didn't want to draw attention, or, right? And she couldn't figure me out. And you just can hear in the background, "Oh my God, why are you doing that?" And the answer is. Because it pleases. Because me I too. can. Yeah. Because I can, and I was I was wearing it walking walking blaze, and out, of course when I walk though it's it's before it gets light out, but it was you know, but I was Imagine wearing. Imagine if someone came up to you, and there with you the two extra out, eyeballs on top, out, yeah. Out of the fog comes his face. <laughs> yeah, with the these sun. long tentacles hanging down my shoulders. <laughs> And it, the funniest part was it was it was purple and red, so it was those old lady colors oh, that surely, <laughs> yeah, that, that, that she used to always oh, get into the, that purple and red thing. Oh, oh God, that was, that was funny. So anyway. Okay, for this, our 50th episode, we have decided to have a secret word contest. 
the second person to text the word supercalifragilisticexpialidocious to 651-246-2022 will receive a 15-minute phone reading from Linda. That's you. L- lucky you. Yeah, yeah that's from you. Linda. Well, yeah. no, I thought I'd read. I'm reading You're it. reading as the script said? Okay. As it says. Well, you see, I wanted them to know who they're asking Oh, for. I see. Oh, yes. Yeah. Okay. Spelling counts, so spell and dial carefully. So the word is supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. It is not doshicellexpialidocious. There you go. Well, it is time to sign off for yet another month. Thank you to all of our listeners who have made this all worthwhile. <laughs> They've made it all worthwhile. Well, well they have made it worthwhile. They have. We, we just don't... Otherwise, un- it'd be mental masturbation on our parts. <laughs> <laughs> now, more people would probably tune in That's probably that. true. You yeah. know, at the 50th, we finally lurched into what could be our real selling point. Well, by the 100th, we'll be good. There we go. <laughs> also, much thanks to our beside... Beside, beside the scenes, behind the scenes support staff, both two and four legged. So, for another month, I am Sandy from Gemological Esoterica. And I am Linda Strochane of the Mercury Academy. And, and we, we are, are two dozy broads. Goodbye. <laughs>